This is the Parenting ADHD Podcast with Penny Williams. Each week, Penny shares proven ADHD parenting strategies and her hard-won ADHD mama wisdom. This is not your physician's podcast. Penny discusses the genuine grit of the moment-by-moment peaks and valleys of this special parenthood. It's time to beat the chaos and challenges of raising a child with ADHD. Here's your host, Penny Williams. Welcome to a new episode of the Parenting ADHD Podcast. I wanted to talk to you guys today. We just went into 2018. I can't believe it, but been thinking about the new year and not necessarily New Year's resolutions because I don't like to set resolutions. I feel like that um, pulls me into a place of feeling deprived. You know, resolutions are often diets or exercise or something that we don't necessarily want to do or are bad at doing. So I like to talk about just kind of refocusing my my thoughts and my perspective and pulling myself back to a place of optimism and hope and and what I want to see happen um, in the coming year. And that got me to thinking about kind of what I would like to see happen for all of you, all of my parents out there who are raising challenging kids that have ADHD um, and possibly high-functioning autism as well. And so, you know, with a new year, we have new opportunities, right? It always kind of feels like a way to wipe the slate clean, to start over almost. And I'll tell you, you know, myself, I really struggled a lot in 2017 with a lot of different things. With my son, certainly we've had some new challenges in starting high school, but also in some personal aspects as well and and in building my business. So, um, you know, 2017 was a hard year and I'm really looking forward to doing something different for 2018, having better results. You know, they they talk about how insanity is doing the same thing over and over, but expecting different results. And so obviously, if there's things that we want to change about the past, the past year or the past five years, whatever it might be in our parenting or for ourselves as our own individual, then we need to kind of start over, right? And and we get that opportunity now to say, okay, new year, new opportunity. And so I want to just talk to you today about a few things that I am hoping for you in this new year and um, give you a little insights about each one of them too, of course. The first is that I hope that this year you will completely take the opportunity to see your child for who they really are for their experience to see their actual truth in challenging and trying moments and sometimes that's really difficult you know it's definitely a learning process it took me a long time to be able to 
really understand my son and his experience. And some of that came with additional evaluations over the years, um, uncovering learning disabilities, uncovering uh, high-functioning autism. You know, that autism piece really explained um, some additional things that we were struggling with um, with him and that he was struggling with, stuck thoughts, rumination, not being able to kind of be resilient and bounce back from things that bother him. And um, honestly, today, we're struggling with that a great deal. He's been texting me all morning from school, desperate to leave school because he's agitated and he's stressed and he just wants to flee that situation. For him, fight or flight is always flight, always, always flight. And that's a challenge. And that's something that we're working on. But the only way for us to really work on that and work on it effectively is to recognize it, to recognize that this is his truth. This is part of the way his brain functions. This is what's happening for him. And then how can we help him? What strategies can we put in place? How do we help him to become more resilient, to be able to work through the emotions, work beyond being stuck? And, you know, I don't have all the answers for that yet. It's a process and something we're working on. But for you, I want you to really start looking at the reasons why behind behavior. And we've talked to this about this in other podcast episodes already. Um, it's so very important. And when you look at those whys behind the behavior, when you look at the behavior as a symptom and you look at what is the actual problem that's causing that behavior, then you're seeing your child for who they really are. You're seeing what their true experience is and you're honoring their truth. And that's a really powerful thing for our kids. Honoring their truth shows them that we're in their corner. We're fighting for them. We understand them. We support them. And that's powerful for our kids. Um, it really helps them to build that resilience that I was just talking about. Really powerful stuff. And I want you to, you know, take the opportunity with this sort of clean slate to really focus on seeing your child's truth. Maybe write it on a post-it and put it on your bathroom mirror or make um, wallpaper for your computer or your smartphone that says, see my child's truth today. Put those reminders out there for yourself and use this new year as an opportunity to focus more on that. Another thing that I want for you this year is to offer plenty of opportunities for your child to nurture their gifts, their talents, their interests, and their passions. So this is really building self-confidence. It's really focusing on the positive, then gets everyone in the right mindset to be successful in this challenging parenthood and for your child to be successful with this, you know, differently wired brain that they have. And 
by focusing more on the positive aspects of who your child is, rather than ADHD, rather than learning disabilities and other challenges, then you are setting them up with that positive mindset. And you're automatically empowering them to live a better life despite having ADHD. It is really, again, very powerful. And all of the things that I'm talking about today that I want for you, they're all very powerful. That's why I've chosen these five particular things to challenge you on for the coming year for 2018. Or, you know, if you're listening to this in future years, you know, I'm challenging you for the next year. These are the things I want you to really take the opportunity to focus on. This is your opportunity to readjust your compass. The third thing for the year is patience and calm. I want a lot of patience and calm for you in this new year. And I understand that it's so tough, guys. I totally get it, believe me. And my buttons still get pushed, but I've learned over time. Again, it's a process. You learn how to remain calm when you're raising challenging kids, when you have these trying times, when your child is frustrating you when they're pushing your buttons. You know, this is human. This is not something that you should try to avoid. You know, I'm not saying that being frustrated by your child is a bad thing and you shouldn't be doing that. It's totally normal. It is human nature. Every parent gets frustrated by their child at some point, at many points in raising that child. We may be more frustrated because we struggle with how to really help our kids or we struggle with, you know, what the right thing to do in that moment is or we struggle with how their behavior looks on the surface and we react to that. And, you know, we all have so many moments of weakness, but start working on or continue working on your process to remain calm with your child, even in those super challenging moments. Remember that it's not personal. And remember that your child's behavior is often a product of their brain that they were born with that we cannot change. When you remember that, when you're able to refocus yourself on that in those trying times, it helps you to remain calm because you're not taking it personally. You're not seeing that your kid is being, say, um, oppositional, but you're seeing that your child is struggling. You know, that's there's that common phrase out there, your child is not giving you a hard time, your child is having a hard time. Keep focusing your thoughts on that during those challenging times. Tell yourself, my child is having a hard time right now. What can I do to help him? What can I do to help her? And you can ask them that question. Ask your child, 
how can I help you right now? What can I do for you? So often that helps to diffuse an emotional and intense situation. Just ask how you can help them. That is going to help you so much in your goal to remain calm. The next thing that I want for you is self-care and honoring your own truth. Self-care is so very important. And as I've talked about before, in our American culture, you know, we tell moms that everything has to be for their family. All of their time, all of their focus um, has to be for their family, their kids, their spouses. They must sacrifice everything, right, for our kids and our families. And that's just not true. That is no way to live. And it is not a healthy way to live. It's not healthy for you. And it's not healthy for your child. And it's not healthy for anyone else in your family or your household. It um, is very detrimental. And stress is shown in studies to cause physical harm. So when we just let that stress build up, we don't take care of ourselves. We don't take time to kind of um, just relax and get some respite for ourselves, then we are continuing our own struggle. And that struggle is going to permeate everyone else in your family and in your household. So it's really, really, really important for you to take time for yourself. And I don't mean, when I say self-care, I don't mean a spa day. I don't mean going to get a massage. I don't mean going out for a night with your girlfriends. All of those things are totally acceptable and they're fantastic, but not everyone can do that. Not everyone can make that happen financially. Not everyone has childcare um, at the ready. Um, and so it's more about just having time for yourself and about taking time to do things that nurture your own spirit and your own soul. Doing hobbies or things that interest you or writing or taking up some sort of art that you've always wanted to try. Um, but it can be as simple as stealing five minutes to yourself. You know, for a long time, I just stayed in the bathroom for an extra long time because that's the only place that I could be to myself, you know, so I would take five minutes to use the restroom instead of, you know, 60 seconds, because I needed that little bit of extra time just to breathe and use some self-talk and calm down and go back to it, right? And so that's self-care. It's not a spa day. It's not pampering. It's just honoring the fact that you matter too. Your interests, your well-being matters a great deal, not just for yourself, but for your whole family. And part of the self-care 
and a lot of people don't associate as self-care is to dismiss the judgment of others. And this is very hard for a lot of us. And it took me a very long time to get there. Um, As I've explained before, I have social anxiety. My whole life, I have perseverated on what others think of me. It has really kind of taken over my thoughts, my anxiety brain for a great many years. And so when my son was melting down in the grocery store and screaming that he hated me and trying to run out the front door when he was six years old or seven years old, it really bothered me that everyone was watching and everyone was judging, right? Because all I had ever focused on was this part of my anxiety brain that says, you know, everybody's looking at you, you want to make the right impression and, and being freaked out by that. So it took me a long, long time. And what finally really clinched it for me to be able to really dismiss what other people are thinking is to remind myself on a regular frequent basis that they don't know my story. They don't know my child's story. And what's important in that moment when everything is being challenged is my child and what he needs. So when you're having a problem and you feel like other parents out in public are judging you, remember, they don't know your truth. So they are making a judgment without all the information. It's basically an ignorant judgment, right? And... What's important in that moment is what your child needs, how you can help your child, because your child is having a hard time then, right? And so what your child needs in that moment is what's important. And when you keep that self-talk going and you keep reminding yourself of that, it makes it a lot easier to kind of dismiss the judgment of others. And yes, it's still going to be painful when you think about it. And, you know, it it's uncomfortable and nobody likes it. I'm not saying that you're going to suddenly be okay with it. What I'm saying is that you have to learn to shut it out. And you have to learn to make it not matter anymore for you. And and it's really part of self-care, you know, being able to shut that out is really freeing. It's um, really good for your mental well-being. So I encourage you to make that part of your self-care focus for this year. Take any opportunity you can even if it's five minutes that you steal for yourself behind a locked door in the house, take those times, take those opportunities and breathe and think some positive and optimistic and hopeful thoughts because that will take you so much further um, in your parenting and it's going to take you further in your ultimate goal. And what is our ultimate goal as parents of kids with ADHD? It is to help our kids craft a life with joy and success despite having ADHD, right? It's to help them develop coping strategies, resilience, to find what they're good at, nurture that, and to be able to live successfully as adults and to have joy in their life. And it's absolutely possible. 
And I know for many of you right now where you are, it doesn't feel possible, but it truly, truly is possible. Um, And, you know, especially with school, I really struggled with that for a long time. And some days like today, when my son is texting me desperately, wanting to come home from school for the second day in a row, you know, I wonder, how are we ever going to make it to adulthood? How are we going to make it to that successful place? But I remind myself that not everyone is good at school. And my child is definitely one of those kids who is not good at school. He never will be. He's incredibly smart. He has a gifted IQ, but he will never be good at mainstream public mass education. It is not a good fit for him. But I know that in the future, when he's able to pick what he wants to focus on, maybe he chooses what he wants to study in college or in community or technical college or, you know, what kind of job he wants, when he's able to start focusing on what matters to him, it will change everything. And so I can be optimistic about his future. I can be confident and hopeful that we will get to that place of success and joy as long as we do the work right now, as long as we can be resilient from day to day until we build that, you know, we finish crafting that for him and and for you, you finish crafting that for your child. The fifth and final new opportunity for the new year that I want to challenge you to focus on is an optimistic and hopeful outlook. And I just talked about that a little bit, but, you know, there have been many, many studies out there that have shown that people who are optimistic are healthier. They're physically healthier. They're mentally and emotionally healthier. Um, The people around them are healthier. And so, you know, scientifically, having an optimistic and hopeful um, outlook, perspective on life is going to make improvement in your life, in your parenthood, in your child's life, in your family. I cannot stress this enough to you guys. It is monumentally impactful. And I hear so many people say over and over, well, you know, if I have challenges, I have all these extra challenges in my life. How in the world am I supposed to be happy? How am I going to be able to, you know, who is struggling financially and is also happy or hopeful? Well, lots of people. It really is all in the way you look at it and all in the way that you train your own thinking. Again, everything I just talked about this in a recent podcast episode, I think episode number 22, your thoughts are everything. Your thoughts are the most powerful tool you have for your child, for your parenthood, um, for your own individual um purpose and happiness and life, your thoughts are everything. They will define whether you stay stuck in the negative and in the muck, or whether you are able to keep propelling yourself forward and keep um, with a more positive outlook, a more positive attitude. Um, 
and, and you know, I will be the first to admit that it is super hard to stay optimistic and hopeful when you're raising a challenging child. It is super hard. I will validate that for you, and I live it as well. But the thing is that if we only ruminate on how hard it is, we stay in that place. But by being optimistic and hopeful, you're automatically focusing ahead on the future, and that pulls you propels you forward into that space. It is very, very important and very powerful. So I challenge you to really focus on being optimistic. You know, take maybe two, three times a day, take two or three minutes for yourself to just be really mindful about your thinking. Ask yourself, what have I been thinking today so far? How can I look at it more optimistically? How can I tell myself um, what to expect in a more hopeful way? How can I change my thoughts to look toward the future? And when you practice that mindfulness, it becomes second nature after a while. You start to realize that you your thoughts automatically are going more to the optimistic, to the positive, um, hopeful side of things. And that's super important. I am finishing up a course that I will be adding to the Parenting ADHD and Autism Academy soon that is all about getting your mind right for parenting a child with ADHD and other challenges. And and that um, includes a great deal um, optimism and positivity and hopefulness and and in researching for that course to put that together is where I found all of that scientific backing for the fact that our outlook is, you know, 90% of how we do, how our day goes, how our week goes, um, how effective our parenting is. And so it's, you know, it's what I have chosen to be very mindful of for myself for 2018 is my attitude and my outlook and making sure that it's positive and optimistic. And I would love for you to join me in that challenge and affect your own year and affect your own family um, so much more positively. It, it really matters, guys. It really, really matters. So take these challenges that I've laid out for you today and work toward them. You know, go to the show notes. This is episode 024. So if you go to parentingadhdandautism.com backslash 024, you will get the show notes for this episode. I would love for you to leave me a comment there. Tell me what you're inspired to do um, in your parenthood this year or for yourself this year, right? Because mom matters too. And mom matters as more than just mom. I am a whole lot of things other than just a mom, and so are you. And so you've got to have that balance between motherhood and, you know, your own person and 
to be able to move forward in a positive way in both of those aspects of your life. So go there to the show notes, leave me a comment. Let me know what you are going to be more mindful of in the coming year and what you are going to focus on. And let me know how you're going to do it. Are you going to put some affirmations up around the house, a post-it on your bathroom mirror? Um, You know, what kind of strategies are you going to use to help you to really refocus your life, to move your compass back towards the positive Thanks for joining me on this episode of the Parenting ADHD Podcast, and I look forward to talking to you again in the next show. Thanks for listening to the Parenting ADHD Podcast with Penny Williams. If you like what you just heard, be sure to subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher. Visit the website, parentingadhdandautism.com for so much more on successfully raising kids with ADHD. Be sure to check out the podcast section as well for previous shows. Join us next time for more parenting strategies and insights that actually work for kids with ADHD.